welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Global Milk. Global Milk! I mean, I really like shortbread, man. Like, whenever I'm in the England, I, like, just buy a tin of shortbread. Global Milk! A subsidiary of Red Pantheon Productions. Welcome, everybody, to episode 38 of Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash. No theme this week. It's the super slow week of the month. How's everybody doing? Exhausted. I take super slow poos all the time. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'm I'm with the count there. You gotta enjoy it. You gotta like sit there. You gotta go on your phone, read the news, browse Reddit. You know, TikTok, whatever. Pick your poison. Of course. So, Josh, I heard you're in the hunt for a new uh, laboratory with three toilets. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The, uh, the three toilets is a bonus because uh, we actually, when we were first looking at it, didn't even realize it had that third. That's like, you can't find something that nicely priced in New York anywhere. Uh, we're kind of amazed. We found it here. So uh, we're really, really hoping we get approval this week because we want it. Did somebody oh. die in it? No, no. It's uh, uh, I think someone uh, from what the management uh, agent was telling us, uh, the couple that was in there moved out to buy a house. Okay. But so, but, to, but to be fair, would it matter? <laughs> if, yeah, it's that, really. if it's that nice, I mean, you know. <laughs> What's a few ghosts or like crying disembodied children at night if ah. you've got three bathrooms? It oh, is uh, it is further north than I wanted, but it's also you know a, a hell of a good price, and you know that does does put me closer to Josh Strasberg. This is true. Did you uh, you guys ever hang out, or you didn't get the time? Uh, we've only uh, we only really hung out that time that uh, that when when Mike helped me move down here, and yeah, we didn't get time this past weekend because uh, I'm pretty sure he got busy, and I know we got busy doing apartment stuff because we had to go look at this place this past weekend. And uh want it. I want to be inside it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, well, congratulations. And uh, I guess it's not cool that you're not going to be within walking distance of a target anymore. Oh, oh, I mean, uh, there's still uh, uh, we're close to uh, really close to two Walmarts and one target. OK, so it's kind of a reverse of what I'm at now, which is uh, really close to two targets and one Walmart. You know, beggars can't be choosers. But uh, it's a shame but yeah, you're no, not it, close to a Kmart. Uh, you know the the positive thing, uh, at least for me, which uh, I'm sure will turn into a, a real problem down the line, uh, is it is walking distance from a donut shop. Oh, so J- Josh, how long have you been trying to get fat and just <laughs> failing at it? <laughs> Uh, I, it's, it's funny you ask that because there are points, uh, it's not, not always, but there are absolutely points usually like once a month where for like two to three days, 
I'll just be a bottomless pit. Like, I'll eat abnormal amounts, and it just doesn't phase my body somehow. I'm like my dad. So, I mean, like, I, what, you go from a 20-inch waist to a 22-inch waist, and it's the end of the world? Because you're one of those I, assholes that's gifted with a metabolism? I, well, see, I, I don't think I necessarily could go to a 22-inch waist unless I were unhealthily bloated somehow. <laughs> I've never had a 22-inch waist ever in my life. Uh, I'm purposely picking a really hilariously low number. No, no, I, I didn't have that. But you uh, actually, I, <laughs> I actually, I actually have a 32-inch waist. Uh, I have had a 32-inch waist for like 15 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I've got, I've got my dad's metabolism and I'm not complaining about it. Cause, uh, cause yeah, it lets, it lets me go on those insane binges where it's just like, I'm going to eat a box of donuts and a pizza. I mean, I'm going to order some wings and I'm going to have some pancakes and a bunch of bacon. To, to be fair, I've, I've seen you inhale sugary treats um with, with gusto and like it, it, i'm pretty sure it would have given me diabetes so <laughs> you you've seen me with donuts yes yes i have <laughs> it's I, re- uh, I i blame jiminy my jiminy glick uh impersonations for for my <laughs> love of donuts because after that uh it was pretty consistent that it was like i need some donuts and <laughs> And then it was almost force of habit to like eat the entire donut in a freaking bite. <laughs> so it, you know, it it's it has taken many many years for me to get back to the point of like taking several bites to finish a donut because I trained myself to just eat it in that single go obnoxiously. I don't, man. My wife yells at me for this constantly. I don't chew food. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> I swear to God, I do this sometimes. I don't catch myself until she's like, Jesus Christ, what's wrong with you? I look straight up and kind of like a snake, like gurgle food down. Because my whole life, I've just, I've eaten real fast because like time for eating has always been like a luxury for the longest time. So I just take like two bites and swallow things whole. Uh, But like, I will sometimes just like, dislocate my jaw and push things into my stomach like a fucking weirdo (laughs) see with the donut the i mean i obviously can't fully describe the trick of like eating an entire donut in a single bite but it's basically taking that first bite and getting a starting point and getting the entire rest of the donut into your mouth following that uh and yeah i I can still do it with pretty much any damn donut, which is frightening. You ever uh, do the, the fun, like, hold the donut in your hand and puke on it and then slurp it up? Oh, I, I, I have not because I, I haven't accidentally turned myself into a fly yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but there, there, there are only a handful of uh, voodoo donuts that I have encountered that I cannot single bite because they're just ridiculously huge josh what's your favorite donut uh personal favorite donut i gotta go with a uh, classic 
Uh, black and white frosted. Mike, what about you? Uh, honey crawler. I'm just straight up glazed. Give me like a good hot out of the oven glazed donut. Like, um, oh man, I'm with you there. Krispy Kreme. I, mean, I yeah, used to just kind of go back to the store three or four times to get that free donut. That's hard. To <laughs> beat, I mean, especially with a cup of coffee, that's really hard to beat. That's true. If I have a cup of coffee, I want the coffee donut I can dunk in the coffee. Like only in the fall, apple cider donut, a little thicker. Like you're going to a pumpkin patch and you got to get the donut to dunk into the cup of coffee. Yeah. I love that. Then you get like the nice tasty chunks of donut shit in your coffee. <laughs> yep. Mm. You know tasty. what I... Sugary bombs. You know what I really, really loved that I'm I'm sad like was apparently just... a a fad that has now gone away, at least nationally. Bulimia? <laughs> that too. I mean, that really hasn't gone away, to be fair. Sorry. What is it, Josh? The, the cronut. Yeah, those are they, good. They're, oh man, there was a point uh, shortly after I moved down here where I was very unhappy about... Uh, only really uh one of the, at the time that i moved down here the only really close donut shop was duncan and that has since changed um and he, i was very disappointed in that because i'm timmy ho's guy but they had the like duncan premium cronuts and those were really really good and as soon as they disappeared from the menu i was just like well i'm done with duncan again <laughs> Would Texas know how to react to Tim Hortons? No. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess they would probably try to lynch a restaurant. I told picture some good old boys tying a noose around Tim Hortons and trying to drive a truck away with it. But I mean, let's be realistic. Before they did that, they'd probably try and take away all the donuts rights. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, thank God. Never, Fuck. never change. <laughs> fuck Greg Abbott and Ken Paxton. Fuck him. Fuck him. So <laughs> that's my that's the, the ent- entirety of my political rant right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, show and tell. You guys get any stuff? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I always forget the fucking plugs. Mike, what's coming up on Boogeyman's Closet? Well, uh, as of this recording, as soon as we're done, I will be posting an American Werewolf in London, uh, which Josh joins us for. Uh, it was a very fun Ooh. episode. Um, and then next up, we got Ginger Snaps. So next week will be episode 135, I believe. Yeah, 135, Ginger Snaps. I do the thing and say this stuff. <laughs> exactly. Katrina Isabel. Oof. Yep. <laughs> Great actress. Great actress. Um, Josh, because you're in the middle of moving, uh, I know things are kind of on a hiatus right now. Uh, I would also like to point out that there's many other podcasts in the Red Pantheon, including Raised by Rentals. I'm in the middle of the Predator episode. But, oh, nice. Mike, what else is coming out? Uh, well, our, our next episode, I mean, aside from our rental rants, which are now going to be every other week for the time being, um, our next episode is It's Fun Getting Into Trouble. We take the board game Trouble and turn it into a science fiction horror movie. Oh, 
I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Super, super excited about that. Um, and I would like to uh, to add in that the uh, as as much as it as much as it's frustrating to be on this hiatus uh, right now because I actually do have the urge to create. Uh, man, if we if we lock in this place, I'm gonna try my damnedest to just like get everything packed except for my work desk and try and knock something out before we move. Because uh, I've definitely had the urge lately. It's just been lack of time and mindset. How soon could you move in? That's that is the only downside with this place. If we do get it, it's uh, it is uh, about a month and a half until we can move in. Okay, that gives you a lot of time to pack. Yeah, that's the and we've Sculpt got a lot something. of crap to pack. Yeah, a lot of Legos. I I will say this. I, I did just recently send Josh some uh, long forgotten character designs that we came up with before he moved to Texas. Oh, really? Um, actually, I believe we came up with it the week before you moved to Texas. I believe you're correct. Because <laughs> I, I, re- I vaguely recall sitting at my kitchen table, uh, drinking far too much coffee and taking shots of Kraken. Um, yes. And discussing how ridiculous this line of figures would be. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way and I'll, I'll let the listeners decide what it means. Uh, it would be a fun, but very shitty Line of toys. Ah. Uh, ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> it's oh, poop. man. It's poop. <laughs> it is. I'm still proud of those designs. <laughs> <laughs> they really are fun designs. Oh, God. Um, well, what a perfect segue also to mention Heretic Party. Your favorite podcast about some ex-evangelical fundamental Christians now living life as 30 and 40-something-year-old nerds who uh, love to sin. And it's kind of them looking back on their life as, uh, what's the word, Mike? Help me out here. Because I'm as atheist as they get. Ex-something, ex-religious people. Yeah. Ex-men of God. Um. And I find it infinitely fascinating because my only connection with the church, other than like funerals or stuff like Polish Catholic stuff I've done with my wife, mm-hmm. is getting beat up by religious people because they think I'm the devil. So yeah, that, that then then they couldn't have been very religious. They were clearly assholes. You should move to Rochester and meet some of the lovely people that meet here. Meet here, live here. Oh, oh, uh, trust me, I, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. I'm just saying that's not. That they're no. not practicing what they preach. They're just assholes using it as a shield. Yes. Anyways, this is not really much of talk for a podcast about toys and action figures and horror movies and nerdy shit. Uh, show and tell, guys. You guys get well, some stuff, uh, a little bit of stuff? Oh, wait. No, I was about to give my penis size. Um. Oh. <laughs> 32 inches. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was going to pull a Cartman and say 13 and a half. Didn't Butter say like two and a half inches and then say he's hung like a horse? <laughs> I, I, I'm hung like a horse. 
Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I, I got a couple cool things. I ended up getting... Um, th- this is my first Roblox figure, but I bought the Imagination Collection uh, Battle Witch yeah. figure, which I've been looking at this figure for a while. I love the design, but after getting the figure, I can't say they're worth $10. Um, the articulation is okay, but a lot of it's hindered. And the plastic feels very like it's i don't want to say gummy but it's it's very soft so it almost feels like um you know those star wars accessories that hasbro's been doing for the last like 10 years now yeah it it kind of has that feel to her arms and like her forearms and her uh calves so it's she has a little bit of trouble standing and it's it's a little too rubbery um, but I still love the design, the the weird animal skull antlered head, uh, the 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 bow and arrow, the the knife in the belt. Like it's just it's a cool looking figure. Uh, has a lot of like Princess Mononoke vibes to it. But if it was less than ten bucks, I would highly recommend it. Like if it was like say six dollars, it, it's it's definitely worth the purchase just for the accessories alone. But uh, I also got the Fortnite two pack. Um, you guys are going to have to help me out with the names of the, the astronauts. Vio uh, and Fiona. Yes. I I can't really say anything that you guys haven't already said. It, they're really great figures. Um, my only complaint is mine, the helmets were warped in the package. So it took me a while to get the helmets to, to actually clip into place and stay on. Um, that was just frustrating. But once I got it set, they're they're great. Like, those are really fun figures. And uh, the last thing I got was the Revelations Fisto, which I freaking love. That figure is awesome. He actually has a metal hand. I love it. I never knew he had a metal hand. I was like, today's your today's your sold. When I was like, got a metal hand, which the 2000X one had a metal hand, too. I love it. It's 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 so cool. And like there's something about him having a metal hand. That just makes it infinitely more fun to have him punch figures. <laughs> so, like, I've I've been having him beat the shit out of Stinkor. <laughs> Which, you know, is funny because it's a fist and a stink. Um, anyway. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Stinky fist. <laughs> but, yeah, those are the figures I got. And uh, I, I think definitely the clear winner there was was uh, Fisto. Because he's just... I highly recommend him. If, if you guys... Uh, like the Masters figures, especially the Revelations or the Masterverse stuff, he's a great buy. Oh yeah. Josh, what'd you get? Uh, I didn't get a ton of stuff, but the stuff I did get was a whole bunch of fun. Um, I got the um, uh, Fortnite Jazzwares uh, two-pack with Leviathan and the weird Nutcracker guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that through Amazon Warehouse. Super cheap, 14 bucks. Uh, so it was just one of those moments of like, okay, yeah, uh, considering the only thing I really want from this set is Leviathan. He's the fishbowl head guy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the four-inch jazzwares, sorry. Should have specified. Um, yeah, I freaking, I'm really impressed with how much that set came with. Uh, I actually used the tower stuff and I, the, the building materials, it comes with the stuff to build a tower with, like, big archways and a little pointed top. I built it and put it uh, along the Scorponok base. Because 
anything I can do to expand those transformer space boats, I will. How are you going to move your Legos when you move? Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> no, actually, yes. uh, I, I actually, it, I moved them fairly easily when I moved down here. Uh, it was a, a process packing them up, but what I did was, because everything in my city is modular, I basically took however many buildings would fit in one of those huge bins and I laid them out layer by layer with like a blanket or a towel in between each layer. It was honestly pretty ingenious. I, I was I was impressed when I, I saw how you stored that because I was wondering the same thing. I mean, granted, the, the city was not as big uh, when when you were living here, but it was still impressively uh, an impressive Lego city. And to see it all all packed up like that and still mostly together. <laughs> like yeah, I did it. Layer. I think I did it in one bin coming down here. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe it will take three now. Do you but, I was gonna ask if you have enough bins because those fuckers are expensive. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've got uh, the way things are split up right now. Like I'll have to consolidate to free up the bins I'm thinking of, but I, I'm not properly using them. To their full extent right now, so. OK, cool. Um, what else you get, Joe? Uh, I also got, uh, and these two I can I can both say a lot of good things about, uh, two new Transformers. Uh, the other day I walked into Target and saw Ratchet sitting on the shelf from the studio series Bumblebee movie. I can't really say anything that Mike didn't say about him. He He's fun. He is definitely over-engineered. Um, it doesn't make him unfun to transform like some of the studio series can be. But it is just those extra steps that are like, why? Yep. It doesn't need that. <laughs> uh, that being said, it's really, man, he does some impressive mass shifting. Yeah, he really does. Because uh, he goes to a vehicle about the size of Brawn to a robot that is considerably bigger and bulkier than Brawn. Yeah. And that alone is just. Uh, and the robot mode is really impressive. I, I was sending this to Mike the other day when I first opened him up. I love the fact that Ratchet, who is almost always in Transformers history, the medic of the team, comes with a giant blaster to heal the Autobots with bullets. <laughs> sure, let me heal you, bulkhead. Come over here into my crosshairs. <laughs> That's totally a Michael Bay thing. <laughs> I still uh, say it, it shoots band-aids. I just, it's even better because I, I, again, I was telling Mike this, my, my imagined version of Ratchet ever since Transformers Prime is voiced by Jeffrey Combs. Yep. With a bit of annoyance. So it's just like, bulkhead, I needed that. Come <laughs> over here. And he's just, like, aiming the blaster at him, shaking. You know who I have no desire to get is Bulkhead. You know, I watched a review of him, and I gotta say, the one thing that really intrigues me is the fact that you can actually transform him back and forth without removing that back panel flap. I mean, that's cool. It just doesn't seem like Bulkhead to me. 
Yeah, that's my big problem too. I'm I'm intrigued by him, but I'm still not sold, and I hate that RC. Yeah. She just she just looks way too bulky. The uh the original Transformers Prime RC is a superior figure. Like just just from the design alone. Uh but I also got and uh he is probably my star of the week, Perceptor. Studio Series 86 Perceptor. Uh he's perfect. He is absolutely perfect. There's he's fun to transform back and forth. Uh he's simple without being too simple. He looks like G1 Ratchet, except better articulated. He looks like a microscope. Bonus, you can flip the legs around really, really quickly and turn them into the weird little tank thing. Doesn't have any MicroMaster ports, would have preferred that. Is covered in 5mm ports, so he can work with any of the weaponizers. Um, yeah, Perceptor is, he's right up there with Blaster. Like, he is just that perfect level of everything you want from a G1 update without being anything ridiculous. He looks cool as hell. Man, are they going, is there what's left for the studio series? Is there just more to come? Yeah, they're just going to keep going, apparently. They're uh, keeping it split between all of the different movies and uh, the 86 movie, so... If there's a character that was an 86 movie, you can probably expect it at some point. Man, that is a lot of use for the junkie on motorcycle. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, we um, got more Dinobots coming, right? Yeah. Yeah, Sludge is next. That's what I thought, yeah. And uh, some some in-hand reviews have started popping up, and he looks impressive. Um. So it was a light week until today. I went to a toy <laughs> show yesterday. Yeah, I know. It's a heavy flow week for me, if that's what you're laughing at, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> um, went to a toy show and finally picked up um, Origins Triclops. And uh, a guy that I passed on like an idiot found him for 20 bucks, and I wasn't going to argue. Like, I think that's a very fair price for a guy who's not on the pegs anymore. Yeah. And I feel like he's one of the ones that may not come back in some sort of a repaint because they already repainted them as mini comic triclops as the Maddie creations exclusive. So sort of like, you know, I shouldn't sleep on him thinking that there'll be a like green trap jaw or like the alternate colors for Manny faces or whatever. Uh, so I picked him up. It's definitely weird taking a six year old girl to a toy show. Cause there's a lot of guys who don't understand like social boundaries and deodorant <laughs> and like don't talk to little girls when yeah. their dads are around like so as much as i wanted to like tear through everything and i sent you guys pictures of some of the stuff that i saw like lots of D, &D yeah fortress of fangs mint on card uh some guy had a mint on card yak face for four thousand dollars which i was just like who walks into a toy show with four thousand fucking dollars right this guy had it there I, I mean like the goal would be like you you know you're spending 50 yeah 50 bucks for a table to get some of that money back and turn a profit you're not going to turn a profit when everything you sell is 500 dollars and up did yep. did he basically have like a wall of ridiculously priced carded vintage stuff 
Yeah, and he was one of like seven or eight guys with shit like that. And it was just like fun to look at, but Jesus Christ, he had like, I never even knew this existed. There's a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street merchandise that I'm always surprised by, but there was a Nightmare on Elm Street board game from 1984 that came out right around the time of the first movie that I never knew existed. Like I know about the Commodore 64 game. I personally have the later Nightmare on Elm Street game where you can like build a house and the characters have to move around it. There's a lot of weird merchandise, but I never saw this before. I took a picture of it. Um, and there's lots of bins of like loose figures that I wanted to stop and look through, but my daughter would like start to wander off because she saw LOL dolls or whatever. And I just couldn't focus and I had to keep an eye on her because there's just Creeps. sweaty guys. Yeah. Like hot wheel collectors. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's who they were. <laughs> I laugh because I, there, there's a few in my area that definitely fit exactly what you're describing. Yep. Let yep. Me, let my me... area too. Let me describe this. And it was there was also some like not right in the head women there, too. There's this one walking around just buying any vintage action figure she could talk the price down to. And she picked up a Remco Wolfman for 20 bucks. And I was just about to get it. And I was like, you bitch. But um, <laughs> shorts in the winter. You got to have a NASCAR hat and you've got to have a T-shirt with tears in it. Like it's clearly been chewed on by rats or something. <laughs> and then you have to have that comic book nerd body odor. Yep. And it's just fucking weird. And they don't, I don't want them near my daughter. I don't care if, you, if you're a Hot Wheels collector, I'm sorry. Don't come near my daughter. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to say this regarding the holes in the shirt. No, why did you put holes in my shirt? It's my best one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's horrifying because it's true. Um, I, too, I got another set of the astronauts from Fortnite. Because I found them for 15 bucks. Which yep. I was like, I told myself, if I find them for cheaper, I'm going to get an extra set. Because I have this idea in my head that I'm going to turn them into space ghouls. Like astro yep. creeps. Yep. Uh, haven't started it yet, but I got an extra set. Um. And today when I was out and about, I stopped into a Dollar Tree because I haven't been to Dollar Tree in a little while. And don't you know, they put out more horror movies. And oh, like, <laughs> you sons of bitches. And I picked up VFW. This is literally from five minutes of looking because I didn't have time oh, to shit. like tear through it. Yeah. VFW is really good. For a buck twenty-five. The alien, the Geiger alien documentary memory. Ooh. Oh my god. For a buck twenty-five, uh, some movie called Zombie Hoarders. That was just a random. It's like an episode of Hoarders, and there's zombies. And I was like, <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yes, please. I picked up, and I think I've got some of these already. Like Bog People has a fun cover, but I think I bought it last time. <laughs> and if I did, I'll just give it away in the show at some point. Um, they had some of those like Brentwood packs. And they had a zombie one that had the alternate cut and alternate title for Gates of Hell. Is it Gates of Hell or the Beyond? One of those yeah. like recut Fulci that's going to have a different opening and it's missing like minutes and the soundtrack's different. And I was like, well, buck 25. Why the fuck not? And then yet another version of Night of the Living Dead. 
Um, <laughs> plus some other shit like White Zombie. It's the stuff that's always on those zombie packs. Yeah. Uh, See, this entire time my brain's been going, Bog people, bog people. <laughs> yeah. Live in bog, look like people, bog people. You just reviewed the movie, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, and that was like, there's easily like 20 other titles that were just like generic. There's one that's like Happy Birth Death Day instead of Happy Death Day. And it's just like a lady holding a bloody birthday cake. And I was like, yeah, this probably sucks. Uh, but yeah, like VF. Oh, I got. Um, there's a lot of like shutter titles that I found. Uh, I picked up. Where tigers aren't afraid shit that it's like, well, wow. if it's on shutter, it's probably good for a buck twenty five. I don't say some of the shit you've mentioned. I'm like, I actually really like that movie. <laughs> I was because I found that puppet master. Last mm-hmm. time, and I was like, if they have full moon titles here, I'm going to shit my pants. Because way, way back when uh, Family Dollar got like the gift sets that mm. Full Moon was putting out, and they were like five bucks each. So I was like, if I can get all the Transfers movies for a buck twenty-five, that's not saying they're not buried there, but I didn't have enough time. There was literally twelve feet of just DVDs dumped in this store. Uh, I'm hoping to have more time tomorrow. To see what I can find. Uh, that's it. I'm probably forgetting stuff. I always am. But uh, those are the highlights. Everything else is just dumb shit. So, guys, guess what? What? what was that? Red Pantheon has gotten so big, we have our own fucking sports team. <laughs> Ooh. Can you believe it? I believe can I it. You, can I get you excited? Can I get you hyped? I can get hyped. The Red Panthers, world famous professional jarts team. Nice. Let right. me let me do the chant. Let me do the chant. Red Panthers, rah! Red Panthers, rah! Red Panthers, Red Panthers, Red Panthers, rah! It's the best. And if you guys haven't heard the foot stomp for "We Will Rock You" in a long time, you should probably go to a Red Panthers professional jarts game. So I got some audio. They've been playing all winter because you're supposed to play jarts in the snow. Of course. Oh, I, I didn't know that. You know, because you can spray paint the circle in the snow. Everybody sees it. Yeah. So uh, sit back, relax, and listen to some of the live commentary that I recorded during some of the Red Panthers games. Uh, I was privileged enough to be their water boy and their medic. Uh, they said I wasn't sporty enough i wasn't physically fit enough to be on the jarts league uh unlike you know josh strausberg and his ability to do more than four push-ups and whatever um yeah i get winded walking into my house big whoop but uh sit back relax and we will be back with the news oh hi there welcome back to the grand island jarts competition I'm your announcer, Harry Carey. I'm, I'm here Benny with Benny Pendergast. I'm here with my friend Benny Pendergast. Hi, Benny. Now, this week in competitive charts, we have the Grand Island Red Panthers versus the Pennsylvania Grabbers. Come on down, see your favorite. He's Miami Ice. He's gonna do the typewriter dance. 
you got to keep your kids at least 150 feet away from the grabber's mascot, Uncle Floyd. He's a diddler. And then, you know, hey, hey, Mr. Pambergas, you ever heard the word diddly squat? You ever wonder where that came from? Why, you know, I've often wondered. And from what I understand, it used to be a term associated with watermelon. How many watermelons do you think you could eat if you sat down to a whole field of watermelons? Oh, boy, probably two. That's a load of bullshit. I could eat at least seven or 12 watermelons. It's a very ample fruit, you know. I could sit down and just eat watermelon after watermelon. Hey, 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 Pamberglass. What's up, Harry? You ever seen a panther up close try and wield a javelin? Because, boy, I sure have. Their eyes follow you anywhere and you go in the room. I know. I trained with them once. It's a hell of a thing. Boy, that Miami ice is one dangerous mamma-jamma. If you see them, you better run in the opposite direction. Am I right? I could eat a whole plate of hamburgers right now. Hey, how many hamburgers could you eat at one sitting? If I were a hamburger, I would slather myself in mustard. Well, Harry, I think I'd have to eat you then. Yeah, and if you're asking how many Harry Carries I could eat, according to last night, three. Oh, boy. I'm going to go down to the field and pretend I'm a hot dog. You remember the right place to put the mustard, I hope. I've covered mustard already. You can see it if you watch me on the Jumbotron. I do the typewriter dance, too. Well, that's just lovely. Let's tune in back to the game. (laughs) Where Miami Ice is on the field, throwing out the first pitch of charts. I bet I could throw him out of plane real quick. (laughs) I bet you could, Harry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We don't know where to stop. Oh, my God. That's hard to play off of. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I've got some good stuff for the next one, too. That that last little... (laughs) (laughs) You you keep asking, like, how many hot dogs do you think you could eat? (laughs) (laughs) I considered it. All right, time for the news, and as per usual on Mondays, we got a big dump of new stuff starting right off the bat with NECA Fugitoid, which we knew was coming, but we got some high-res pits, uh, pits, high-res pitchers in a great price point of $33.99. He looks awesome. What do you guys think? Oh, he looks fantastic. Yeah, I'm probably going to get that one. Yeah, uh, and I don't even have the other... Uh, Mirage Turtles, which I have a feeling are coming back out uh, sooner than later. I'm but I'm a sucker for Fugitoid. He's just a great character. Uh, also to note, the Signature Edition will be $100. Um, other Signature Editions are going to be Howie Mandel signing the packaging for Gizmo. Uh, I don't think that's worth 100 but I think Kevin Eastman signing the Fugitoid toy is. 
And apparently it's a an, an, uh, signature card within the package, so it can't be, like, damaged. That's okay, I guess. Uh, I just... Whatever. Yeah, I know I know that there's going to be a lot of confusion in stores where somebody tries to buy this and it's like, why is this 100 bucks? And then having some sort of like employee who has no clue to be like, I don't know. Um, and I don't have, you know, I, I'm scrupulous and I will totally be like, well, it's thirty two ninety nine on the shelf. And then just get that price change. Because I'm a shifty asshole like that. Uh, do you guys think that's wrong and immoral? Yeah. <laughs> gray area yeah i yeah. mean let's let's be fair mecca should have more transparency as to what it is yeah and yeah. look i'm not saying to go out and do that that's not fair um but i'm also not saying i would give you a high five if you told me that you did it <laughs> um other news that dropped today masters universe news the kind of news that we love they showed off six new Origins figures. You get... What is that guy's name? Hold on a second. Don't tell me. There's Digitino. There is Space Sumo, who is this kind of cool-looking ninja guy. Digitino is a guy with, like, a number vest and a cool claw on a stick. Uh, the evil Pighead. You've got King Randor. There is an exclusive Tila that comes with Zor and gold weapons. Nobody's sure exactly where she's landing yet, but they think it's an Entertainment Earth Big Bad Toy Store exclusive, which means Big Lots will be getting her. And I think the coolest reveal of the bunch, 2000X He-Man, which uh, is basically your standard He-Man body with some new silver parts and a new sword and a new head uh, and a huge battle axe. What do you guys think of the reveals? I think they're pretty damn cool. I do too. I will be getting all the Sunman guys, and I will be getting He-Man for sure. I don't know if I need that Tila, and I've always been kind of meh on King Randor. I think they're awesome. There's also leaked artwork for two new Revelations body-style characters that we've been guessing about for a while now. One is She-Ra, which comes as no surprise. The other is some sort of new Beastman. Where he's like wearing some weird furry unicorn outfit and he's got lots of spikes. Uh, people are thinking it's the new attorney of He-Man, which not He-Man, Beastman, uh, which is a failed attempt to bring He-Man back after He-Man New Adventures. See, uh, now, if they actually called that fuzzy unicorn Beastman, I'd be all over it. Yeah, I gotta see it. <laughs> like, give, give him a silly little unicorn horn. Yeah, I'd, I'd buy that Beastman. It's a really weird choice. Um, I'm not sure exactly why they went with that. Somebody likes it somewhere. Um, third week running now, Walgreens has one of their exclusives available online to buy and ship to store for free. This time it's a new Baron Zemo, a comic accurate Baron Zemo with like really cool zebra print fuzzy collars and a sword. Uh, this is an update to the one that came out like 10 years ago in the winter soldier wave so he looks pretty cool mcfarlane has showed off grifter yay grifter with knives and a sword instead of guns mike i know you love grifter because he you I, know I, okay oh, i was i was just gonna say because you know everyone when they think of grifter thinks of his iconic not 
guns. Right. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. I I I love pretty much all the early image characters, and uh, Grifter was definitely like the badass of the bunch. Um, but yeah, the swords and knives thing. I, I get it. They can't sell them with guns, which is freaking stupid. But ugh, it, it just it feels wrong without guns. And to be fair, like we're talking like a character that debuted in the early '90s. Did they actually use real guns in those comics? They were all weird laser hand cannons. He had like, like yeah, weird electricity gun. Yeah, like, like give them huh? laser guns. And they had really cool designs too. Mm-hmm. Which I remember then, the ones that came with the old Grifter toy. Yeah. Use those. Like I don't know why they can't go to Warner Brothers and be like, can we use laser guns? Like if we had lasers coming out of them, can we use laser guns? Like I don't know. Or uh, there's... just get around it by like plugging a grappling hook into the front of it. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm getting something. tired of this. But like you know, make them spin pops, something. <laughs> um, two new hush figures are coming out. One is in a two pack with Batman, uh, which is like a standard if you want a super articulated Batman from. It's like the Jim Lee version of Batman from Hush. His joints aren't painted correctly and it looks a little weird, and it's screaming Hush with a shovel. And it's got a cool base, but these are the good price point where you get two guys and a base. It's not that bad. And then there's standard hush that comes with two large cartoony knives, which again, I don't hush is like synonymous for having two pistols. Yeah. I I, I don't get it. Um, there's more reveals from trick or treat studios. There are three and three quarter figures. Uh, so there's stuff from the movie Haunt, which I've never seen, and oh. more stuff from the movie Candy Can- uh, Candy Corn. Is Haunt good? I I really like Haunt. That's that's one of those ones that I watch. Well, I've watched for the last <clears throat> the last like three Halloweens in a row, and uh, the character designs I really like. So I, I right. might be picking that up. I'll have to check that out. And that's one of those like real life. We scare you on Halloween and it goes bad, right? Uh kind of. Like okay. it, it is, but uh, it definitely has some twists and turns along the way. Uh, so those are coming out. Disney, there's a new wave of Disney Plus figures from Marvel Legends. They showed off Hawkeye and Hawkeye. So Kate Bishop and Clint Barton. And the build a figure is Infinite Ultron, who is the big bad of the What If series. They come with his arm and his leg, respectively. Super 7 has showed off Mandora and the Electro Charger, two characters I know nothing about. So, uh, yeah, same. Yeah. Some deep cut Thundercats stuff for Thundercats, Thundercats, Thundercats fans. <laughs> um, That's that is the new term for deep cut Thundercats. It's Thundercats. Thundercunts. That's oh. what I heard. I heard Thundercunts. That's why I was laughing. Um. There is a new deluxe Fortnite figure called the Foundation coming from Hasbro that looks awesome. And he's not that pricey considering what you get. Apparently, uh, uh, now again, this is this is just from what I've gleaned from scrolling around online. Uh, Apparently. The Foundation unmasked has the face of the rock. Okay, Uh, it's it's like an upcoming tie in for the game. So a lot of people are buying uh, one of the ultimate rock figures because it has the same style neck peg. Uh, oh, so okay. you can actually do an un- unmasked foundation figure. Hmm. 
Uh, so yeah, any anyone interested in doing an unmasked foundation, uh, get yourself uh, an ultimate look around online. I don't know the details. You find it. You do the work. But if you want a cool looking robot, there you go. He looks pretty awesome. I saw a new Jazzwares Fortnite stuff today, and there was some sort of like Captain Nemo guy that looked like unmasked Deathstroke. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that guy a few times. He looks pretty yeah. cool. And he comes with these like cool pickaxe knife things um funko is the first person first person first company to jump on the peacemaker tv train with a line of funko peacemaker characters and characters figures whatever they've got eagerly hugging hugging peacemaker i don't know like i'm i keep saying i'm done with funko but that's pretty cool (laughs) yeah yeah it's funko (laughs) <laughs> Them being the first to jump on it has me just looking at it being like, mother Funkos. Yeah, <laughs> of course it's Funko. And lastly, even more E-Man reveals, this time four new Masterverse figures that kind of pictures snuck out. You get Evil Lynn with her bat head from Revelations. Roboto, which I'm not sure if it's regular Roboto or Revelations Roboto. I'm going to assume Revelations. That definitely looks like the Revelations design. Yeah, he doesn't have his tunic. That's it. That's the only difference. Um, Stratos, which I don't remember Stratos at all from Revelations. Or was he in that final battle? Probably. Stratos. It's just Stratos. There's nothing special about it. Um, It's the sucky version of Stratos, not the new, cooler, better Stratos. I'll tell Uh, you, though, I I want that uh, Evil In tries to seduce Skeletor figure. Oh, man. (laughs) That two-pack? Uh, uh, and was so damn funny and frosta because frosta i i gotta be honest there are a whole lot of princess of power characters i would have taken before frosta yeah i still say like again talking to my friends that are she-ra collectors like i know she's a fan favorite so it makes sense to me i don't know i i'm weird in in the respect that it's just like if you're going to start if you're going to start the princess power characters with someone other than Shira which you know just seems natural mm-hmm. I feel like it it needs to be like Catra or Glimmer Yeah but I mean I think there there's that that stable Kind of like like with G.I. Joe, you know, you have your Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, Deathrow, Duke, Cobra Commander, like any of the Scarlet, like those are all kind of interchangeable first runs of the fan favorites type of thing. And, and I feel like she, Frostra, uh, kind of sits in that pantheon of fan favorite characters. Okay. I guess I guess I just never realized that she was that, that high on the list. Yeah. I can say I this from experience. With my pretty large classics collection, I can't justify all the Princess of Power stuff I have on display in my basement. <laughs> like the Star Sisters, for example. Uh, an expensive three-pack, even by today's standards, back then it was bad, of three obscure control art characters for Princess of Power. It might as well, because it's just like they're part of the bigger collection, and it's just like... Why do I have this? I have a character called Perfuma, who is flower-based and smells nice. Yep. Yep. 
next to the rest of the horde, you know, the giant leech monster, the hairy Sasquatch, Modulok, <laughs> Mantena, a woman with, who's half scorpion, you know, like the cool See, ones. I'm I'm going through and watching the uh, the rewatching the DreamWorks Shira right now. Yeah. On uh, Netflix and based solely on the the way certain characters are portrayed, regardless of the fact that it's the classic design that will sell me on Princess of Power characters. Like cool. because because of that show, I would totally be down for a perfuma. Um my friend you, Doug is a big fan of the new Princess of Power, and he told me there's like a running gag with Swiftwind. <laughs> yes. Who is just like a bizarre talking horse that shows up as a joke randomly and then disappears again. Yep. <laughs> okay. I mean that's pretty cool. Uh yeah, like I have Bo's horse. Why do I need Bo's horse? See, that's the thing. Regardless of whether or not I I want any of those figures, they will be in my house because my wife is a huge She-Ra fan. So I, I will I, I will be hunting any She-Ra figure down and getting them. I also absolutely freaking love that show's version of uh, Seahawk. Yeah, yeah, he's so <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, he is. Describe it's been the a new while Seahawk since I watched those. Um. Captain Jack Hartness, but more gay. Okay, so he's not, well, She-Ra's gay. I was going to say he's not a love interest for She-Ra this time around like he was in the classic cartoon. No, he's a bit more for Bo. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should watch. It sounds, it sounds pretty entertaining. Oh, it's it's fun. I really love their version of uh, Hordak and Entrapta, too. Yeah. Hordak is still straight up Hordak, right? They, uh, he is, and they go a little bit of the Horde Prime route. Okay, that's fine. They, they go, they go an interesting take on it, and I, I liked it a lot. Um, cool. I like that a lot. It's, it's, it's worth the watch. It's, it's ridiculous. And there's like five seasons, right? Um, I think, I can't remember now. I think there are three. But I think they did those, like, split-up releases. Okay. Yeah, where they broke the... the like, yeah, yeah. Now, a 12-episode season, season into six episodes. Now I'm checking. Consulting the boats. La, la, la. Oh, no, you were totally right. It is five seasons. Oh, okay. Great. That's super exciting. Um... That's it for the news. Am I missing anything? Any Transformers? Any, like, major reveals? Um, I don't think so. I have se- I've skipped some DC stuff because I'm sick of talking about, like, Wonder Woman, but this time she's gold. Um, I've seen the newest Spawn figures in store, and there's some definite quality control problems, especially on Cygor. So if you're out there looking for him, look at him closely. Uh-huh. Before that's you the, buy him, that's the one I've I've not pulled the trigger on. Uh, I I would have I was gonna pre-order him, but I didn't pull the trigger because I heard so many complaints, and I'm like, oh man, I really I, want that figure. I was looking at two in package, and the paint was horrible, oh, and man. the crotch piece was just not right. Attached. It's not sized correctly. It's just like he's got a weird diaper on, worse yeah. than like any NECA figure. It's clearly too big. 
that sucks. Uh, so I was just like, no, I don't need this. I've got the one from uh, the Raw 10. The Raw 10. Good yeah. enough for now. Yeah. And I've got my favorite still, the, the deluxe one that has oh. the Robo Chimp in his stomach. Such a great uh, figure. That holds up very nicely. So are you guys ready for even more Harry Carey and Mr. Pendergast talking about charts? Oh, oh, God, of course. Yes. It's a action-packed, fast-paced sport that anybody can participate in. You just need to be good at throwing dangerous metal darts straight up in the air and having them land on a pre-painted circle in the ground. And, you know, we were thinking, like, here at the Red Pantheon, what kind of sport could we play where everybody could participate, except for me, apparently, um, you know, where anybody had a chance to be good. So we kind of, like, scoured around. And we're like, what really doesn't have a lot of professional teams? Like, what's the basketball that we could all play? And lo and behold, it's Jarts. And uh, it turns out that the Red Panthers are pretty damn good at it. Um, it was that or a bowling league, but some people kind of objected to sticking their fingers into the balls. So, um, and Mike, you got the carpal tunnel. It just wouldn't work out anymore. Cause you'd be our star player. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so are you guys ready uh, for some more sports commentary? Oh, of course. Hell yeah. All right. We'll be right back. Uh, after a word from Harry Carey and Benny Pendergast. Okay, we're back. And going down at the Kmart parking lot, watching the finals of the Chart League Championship. I'm here with Benji. Say hello, Benji. How are you doing? Oh, we're on the, we're watching the finals. It's all on the line. As the underdog, Jart League, Red Panthers are taking down the defending team, the Utica Steam Hams. And oh my God, would you look at that? That's a whole bunch of shit. Game has been decided as the Red Panthers killed the opposing team pitcher. So Red Panthers win automatically by death. Oh, that's a hell of a thing. Oh, God. Have you Miami ever seen Isis. a jart stuck in a human skull like that? I haven't, Benji. But if you look real close, you can see that Miami Ice is taking his pants off again. That's something all the people want to see. Who gave Miami Ice cocaine? We told hey. you not to. We told you these things happen. Hey, hey. Hey, Beverly, if you could pick between two things, would you rather be a ballpark Frank wrapped in a toasty bun, slathered in mustard, or an award-winning astrophysicist? Which one goes in your mouth first? Well, it depends on how award-winning the astrophysicist is. I don't want you to get smart with me. It's a simple yes or no question. Just answer the damn question, Benji. I'd like to be a hot dog slathered in mustard. Well, that doesn't make any sense, because if you were an astrophysicist, you could figure out how to turn anything in the world into hot dogs, and then there'd never be a shortage. Hey, hey, what do you think you'd do if someone came up to you, gave you a trophy, 
made of hot dogs. Would you eat it or would you put it on your your shelf and just admire it and let it stink up the place? I think I'd have to admire it and stink up the place, wouldn't you? I'd make a toilet out of it, and then I'd send it to Sylvester Stallone. Oh, hey, Harry, that's a hey, great deal. Yeah. If the moon were made of cheese, would you take a bite of it if you could get a free flight there with Elon Musk? What kind of cheese? It's a yes or no question. I don't think you understand the principle. I'd have sex with Elon Musk. I understand he's a very musky man. It's right there in his name. Doesn't take a genius to figure it out. Go Cubs! Well, everybody, thank you for turning into this championship game of Jarts, where we have new champions, the Red Panthers. That's right. Go Cubs! Go Cubs! Um... I've never seen somebody kill the opposing team with lawn jarts, but hey, when you're playing with jarts, these kinds of things are bound to happen. I hope he didn't have kids because that's just tragic. Clean through hey. his head, though. Hey, hey, Brandy, what would you do if you woke up and you were bound, like tied up to a plate full of delicious ribs and a big tall glass of Budweiser? Would you wonder who your captor was or would you just enjoy the meal and something maybe take off your pants to enjoy it more? I'd enjoy the meal pantsless. How about you, Harry? I'm already not wearing pants, Barry. Somehow I'm not surprised. Uh, Is it cold out or are you just happy to see me? I'm happy to see you, Barry. All right, Harry. We'll be back next week with organized water polo. Take care, everybody. Go Cubs. Go Cubs. <laughs> Mary Beverly. Oh, God. What would you do? <laughs> uh, from now on, I'm going to hear Elon Musk. He's a musky man. <laughs> I understand he has natural musk. <laughs> of course, I'd have sex with him. <laughs> you hear his son is named an equation? Boy, I know an equation. It's called math. You use it for sports. Oh, God. So. Uh, peek behind the curtain this week, guys. We're only going to have one additional segment, and then we're going to kind of just go right into the end of the show because Josh is going to go see the three and a half hour long Batman movie. <laughs> now, just now, in case I, uh, Ruth listens to the episode, Josh really wants to go, right, Josh? Well, see, I, I won't give any spoilers about it, obviously, because I'm good like that. Uh, I, I know you guys haven't seen it and I don't, you. I, I wouldn't want to ruin it for anyone listening because that's just rude. Mm. I did. However, uh, when it came out, I was hearing very back and forth things. So I spoiled it for myself partially because for God's sake, how many Batmans can I see in one lifetime? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I, Point blank was just like, I don't care. I want to know the story. I want to know if it's worth my time. Um, and and personally speaking, what I saw from the story 
was not enough to excite me to go sit for three hours. So that being said, I'm going into this with the lowest expectations possible. So I might have fun. I hope you do. I'm waiting for HBO Max because that long in the theater is too much for me. And I don't know about you, Mike. I don't have three hours free ever. It's it's very difficult for me to to get that time. I've been trying to go see this movie for a few weeks now. And um, every time something comes up. So I've basically prepared my, my wife and son like, OK, I'm off for two days this week. One of those two days, I'm going to go see this movie in the evening. And, uh, you know, trying to make sure that we have everything done and taken care of so I don't have any surprise responsibilities like, oh, we're out of milk. You got to go to the store. (laughs) Yeah. You know. Sorry, Batman, your child's dying. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I'm hoping to see it. But uh, um, I'm I'm actually like I'm I'm going into this with the same expectations I had of. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, you know, 2022. And it's it's basically I like the source material. Um, I know it's going to be different from what I know. And I just hope it's fun. Now, this this is a very interesting thing that I I had heard someone's comment on it this morning. Again, spoiler free. So no worries. Uh, Someone was had, you know, said that they had seen it recently and that they realized about halfway through the movie the realize the reason they were enjoying it was that at least story wise, it felt like they were watching a really long episode of Batman the Animated Series, and that intrigues me. Okay, I'll take it. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll see we'll see. I'm still going in with that sort of mindset of like, why why the fuck are you making a three hour Batman movie? <laughs> I am going to approach it like the Snyder Cut of Justice League, which I loved. Um, Agreed. But I just I need to break it up into two pieces. Or have the comfort of my own own home to watch it at my leisure, because I don't have free time from. Seven. To 10 o'clock at night or whenever the hell the showing is, plus trailers Plus driving home and driving back like, nah, fuck you. I'll just watch it home with no pants on. (laughs) (laughs) See, just just the entire entire way you said that made me think of like the ridiculous South Park. Fuck you trailers. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Batman, we're three hours long. Fuck you. (laughs) So, guys, I gave you homework again. Like we did the week before with the Star Wars stuff. And the homework I said was I want you to pitch me a toy line. With the only idea being it has to be pirates versus ninjas. Are you up for the task? Um, I kind of cheated, but okay. <laughs> I don't care. It's just we're filling space. Yes. Um, I think I think I missed that somehow. Uh, I I think it's because I've been so tied up in in apartment stuff. Josh, Uh, how about chime in creatively? But uh, but I'm going to what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to your pitches and then try and come up with one on the fly. So that might be interesting. All right. (laughs) Mike, what is your cheat answer for this? Uh, Well, my cheat answer is going back to the uh, early 90s. 
when G.I. Joe was throwing everything at the wall to see if it would stick. And we had Ninja Force. Uh, my idea was, okay, let's do a Dreadnought team uh, led by Zanzibar. And we will have them uh, have a basically a pirate airship. So imagine a Dreadnought pirate ship fitted with like giant fans that fold down on the sides to be like, you know, a flying pirate ship. Uh, so it would be the Arashikagi versus the Dreadnoughts. You know, I've never heard anybody pronounce Arashikagi. Really? I, I, I've never even said it out loud. <laughs> like, <laughs> they probably sit in a G.I. Joe movie, and I've just never... Yeah, that's movies and cartoon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know what it is. I, I just, it's never been said across my lips. It's one of those, like, <laughs> this is too hard to pronounce. And you know what I should add? What's Zanzibar that? is a highly underrated dreadnought because I he has that cool agree. top knot. Well, and that's what I was thinking. I was like, they were always doing those damn teams. So it was like, I needed to have like a big, you know, flagship vehicle for the line. So it would, of course it would be a giant flying pirate ship. Yeah. Plus, I mean, airships are awesome. You know, you yeah. could add, if you want to add a blimp top or whatever to it, you know, that's cool too. But just picture the bright neon colors and crazy designs of that era G.I. Joe applied to Mad Max style dreadnought pirates. And uh, of course, there'd be missile launchers that would fire like anchors and, and shit like that. I'm absolutely picturing the turtle blimp with a gigantic missile launcher that weighs the whole thing down. Of course. But because it's the 90s and it's Hasbro, they can't help themselves. <laughs> of course. It, you know, it would drop bombs that would, you know, be hard enough plastic that would actually injure a child. Yeah, like um, teeth chipping. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> you know, hang it from your ceiling and open the, the cargo hold and just drop shit out. And then, like, you know, the ninjas would all have, like, grappling hooks and stuff to be able to, you know, jump up onto the airship and attack. Would they just be G.I. Joe's repainting pre-existing stuff? Like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter. Oh, it would t it would totally be the the uh, you know the main ninja. So you would have like the when because Storm Shadow you know obviously became good. So we'd have Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, um, then like the Ninja Force. So like was it like did you bang? Whatever you say. Did you bang? What did I call him? Like what the fuck is face or something? Yeah, like Bonsai and Nunchuck, and then you'd have the like comic dice. Yeah, Tiger Claw. Well, Slice and Dice are the bad guys. I was thinking, like, the good guys. Because um, they would it would basically be Dreadnought's bad, you know, Ninja's good fight. Because it was Ninja's versus Pirates, so. Yeah. But, of course, it's we would have... <laughs> <laughs> and, like, the Ninjas, I figured, would have... Uh, we, we could include the uh, Sky Gliders that they used to have. You yeah. know, where you basically attach a G.I. Joe to a paper airplane and throw it. <laughs> so, it would be, like... I have distinct memories of going on my roof and throwing <laughs> the sky gliders because they sucked. Oh yeah, they did. The sky gliders and the rip copters didn't really do what they were supposed to because they were too heavy. See now, uh, the freaking copters, I actually got mine to work. The one with interrogator and the one with, uh, was the hella viper, yep. um, which always cracked me up the name. Cause I, I get it, you know, helicopter, whatever, but it sounds like something like, yeah, hella viper. Like, <laughs> that's just hella viper. Like, oh, that's so Raven. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's terrible. But, yeah, no, those copters, I actually got to work pretty good. And it was cool because we had, uh, at my parents' my parents' house, just a little pool in the backyard. And I used to, like, launch these helicopters, and they would just crash land in the pool. So it was always fun. 
I remember loving the guys more than the actual helicopters. Like, Interrogator is sweet. Oh, absolutely. Except don't think too hard about the placement of a human face inside of that helmet because <laughs> your your head will explode. <laughs> I, yeah. Exactly. I always thought he was a sweet figure. I think, wasn't Ace one of the good guys? And there was, like, yeah. the gliders had, like, Spirit Iron Knife. Um, Jesus oh, Christ. I forget the other good guy. But then there was, like, Sky Creeper and Night Vulture were the bad guys. Yeah. Just, like, all of, the, like, the Sonic Fighters... Uh, you know, just Hasbro's attempts at repainting things, and God, it was like Roadblock, Sci-Fi, and then they had the second series or the battle, like the ones where they talked. Yep. But that's how you got Overkill. But you had to unscrew the Sonic backpack off of his back, mm-hmm. which everybody did because of course, who would need a gigantic, you know, like recliner-sized <laughs> backpack on their GI oh, Joe? They were so big. The the backpacks were like the size of a small vehicle. You know, so, oh, God, that made but, no sense. but no, I just figured like, I, I, you know, thinking about that era of GI Joe, I, I really do feel like that is something if left to their own devices long enough, I feel like Hasbro would have eventually gotten to an all dreadnought team because uh, they were splitting everything up. It was like, you know, Ninja Force and then there was the Star Brigade and you know, they were doing like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat spinoffs and everything was like these weird like compartmentalized versions of G.I. Joe. We had the Mega Marines and all that stuff. And they were, a lot of them were fun, you know, but it was the the 90s crazy colors, crazy designs. And the Dreadnoughts just lend themselves to weird designs. We got that like mohawked neon Zartan, which I always loved. It was never Zartan to me, but it was like a weird neon mohawk punk. <laughs> you know, I loved that figure. They were always the Return of Living Dead punks. Yeah. To me. Like <laughs> exactly. That's who they were. Like forever and ever. Because I needed punks to reenact Return of Living Dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, Zorana, you're gonna be trash again. <laughs> you're gonna get eaten. Uh I kind of approached it from the logic of like, is this gonna be an eighties like a cartoon? So yeah, it's the nineties to me because <sighs> It's probably my peak toy buying, like early '90s, mm-hmm. where I was like really, really into shit. Um, but I pictured the cartoon first of it's pirates versus ninjas. Yeah, essentially it's Arakasagi, right? Right? Uh, Arashikagi. Arashikagi. Say that five times fast. Versus <laughs> the Dreadnoughts, but it's a group of ninjas and a group of pirates where there is no clear cut good guy, bad guy. They're fighting for some sort of MacGuffin. And they get transported back in time to a magical island like Denver, the last dinosaur craziness, which that TikTok you sent. <laughs> holy crap. Memory um, unlocked <laughs> of how nuts Denver, the last dinosaur was. And it's just this crazy like, do you like the ninjas more or do you like the pirates more as they fight on an island with dinosaurs? Listen, I've got I've got an important question that I've had for a long, long time. What's that? Um. What the hell is going on between that kid and the dinosaur? Because <laughs> they say it right in the theme song. He's my friend and a whole lot more. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> Whatever you want it to mean. Did you guys ever watch? There's a show on Netflix that's uh, one of the Saturday Night Live actors made it where he spoofs like early 90s cartoons. Oh, God, it's funny. And he, he's got a take on Denver the Last Dinosaur where it's not even funny. It's just. 
a depressing like this is what happened <laughs> if Dender the last dinosaur grew up and became mundane. Yeah. And like suicidal. <laughs> oh god. And it's surprisingly funny. <laughs> uh it's like Saturday morning something or another. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Yeah, it's on Netflix. But anyways, uh yeah, I'd have Pirates versus ninjas on an island full of dinosaurs doing crazy pirates and ninja stuff like shit from Hook. Any kind of crazy ninja vehicle. The toys in my mind would be a big bucket full of Ziva's kind of parts where you got to build whatever the fuck you wanted. And in this oh. bucket for 20 bucks are a good affordable price. You got enough to make like five or six characters of just arms, legs, heads in a bucket. You can make a ninja with his sleeves ripped off. You could make a pirate with a hook. Or a ninja with a hook. You could make a pirate with two katanas and a mohawk. You could go crazy because you've got all these buildable parts in a bucket. Um, and then you could also go crazy in having like deluxe vehicles of like the head ninja guy riding a T-Rex. And a pirate flying on a pterodactyl because let's just mash up all this shit. Kids love it. Let's make it crazy. Uh and you kind of extend the show in my mind. It's one of those TV shows where like right off the bat, there was 50 episodes for some fucking reason, <laughs> right? Because it's the eighties or the nineties and that's just like syndication. So they just overproduce a bunch right off the bat. Yeah. But you keep it going to kind of introduce new play features that the line expands into. So I wanted, um, you find out what killed the dinosaurs wasn't a meteorite, but it was zombies. So then you have zombie dinosaurs versus the pirates and the ninjas. <laughs> And then because these pirates and ninjas went back in time and they're fucking with the time stream, you have Time Cop, uh, Chuck Norris, and his time-traveling unicorn go back in time <laughs> to fix the time stream. Or Jean-Claude Van Damme would be equally as funny now. Um, the Time Cop. So they have a new big bad they have to deal with in 90s action guy. I guess Jean-Claude Van Damme would be better, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it just got crazy in my head of build your own ninja, build your own pirate and dinosaurs and then zombie dinosaurs because zombie dinosaurs are cool. I I genuinely like the idea of a bucket of ninja and pirate parts to build your own figures. Yeah, that does like, sound fun. I would buy that now. I'm just saying. So like, yeah, you can. There is a formula. There is a picture on the box of like, these are the characters from the show. This is what they look like. Red pants, no shirt tattoo guy. This is what you do. Lady Ninja, these are the parts. Whatever. But really, you can just mix and match however the hell you want. Pop and swap. You know, chest, waist, legs, knees, elbows. You know. Like Zivas, but maybe not as clearly obvious that that's what you're doing. Mm. Because they were so... Uh, the joints were so exposed. Maybe more in the line of Origins He-Man but a little, like, even more pop-and-swap ability. Like, the legs can come off, not just the waist. I don't okay. know. I, okay. I dig it. Perfect world. I know you love pop-and-swap, Mike, so... Oh, yeah. That's that, that's my jam. But I, I can totally picture just walking to a Walmart on Christmas and there's a barrel of zombies and clowns. Like, you can expand it into different verses, too. Yeah, clowns versus zombies. That makes sense. Why not? Honestly, if if Hasbro wanted to... And if they just made like 
like take the Zivas formula that that they already had the rights to because they created it. Friggin' have those parts just remold them in whatever license they have. You know, have some that look like Optimus Prime and some that look like Duke and some that look like My Little Pony, whatever, and just put out buckets of parts in the Zivas style. I would constantly buy them. <laughs> yeah, I would they, just buy them all the time. They did it a few years ago with that pop and swap line. Remember yeah, but those? see that that wasn't the same though. Because I bought a few of those and I was highly disappointed because the sculpts severely hindered the articulation. So it was like, oh, look, it looks like they can move. Oh, their their elbow can move at like a 15 degree angle. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that sucks. Mm. Josh, what are you thinking? OK, so I've got I've got two separate ideas. Uh, one, I think, would actually sell. Uh the the other but i have to put it out there uh the the first idea would absolutely be like a dollar store line oh god if this was a dollar tree i'd shit my pants <laughs> uh, so this is a a line of the crimson permanent assurance which are the businessman pirates from the beginning of uh uh monty python (laughs) (laughs) versus business ninjas like just just imagine business ninjas with like here's a here's a pen that turns into a sword because the pen is mightier than the sword except when it is a sword (laughs) <laughs> and and all gimmicks like that like here's your invoice in the form of a throwing star <laughs> can you guys imagine final faction though if they had ninjas and pirates like Im- imagine yeah. like a final faction style line but with ninjas and pirates with this ridiculous twist of it being like business people ninja and pirates oh god yeah or <laughs> I mean are you guys as big as a fan of chap may as i am oh yeah no i, I yeah. like chap may stuff they're they're back in the day they're pirate sets and they're night sets and stuff where it's like they had really limited articulation but for 20 bucks you got a guy a playset, a dinosaur you got everything but i mean it really was like a toys r us big lots kind of a deal yeah um i always thought those things were so cool i remember getting some of the military stuff for my nephews they're man I think that I always thought they were quite cool. never bought any of them. I still kind of see them at garage sales and like flea markets every once in a while. And I'm always tempted to get like a tree monster or something similar. And I never do it. They have that. Um, I, I think they're the core, aren't they? Figures that you can only find at Ollie's now. Oh, I don't uh, know. I think the core is uh Leonard. Okay. Yeah. Leonard has uh Jurassic something where they have dinosaurs and guys that ride them. And they've just recycled it into their core figures. He had his Landard. But they have the same gimmick where it's just like, ah, a guy and a dinosaur for five bucks. Why the hell not? Right. I don't know. I think it works. Josh, what was your other idea? Oh, this this one. This one's a winner. I think this one would sell for sure. And I could see this coming from, like, Moose Toys. Uh, 
And it absolutely, absolutely plays off uh, something we were talking about right at the very beginning. Uh, so we have the Pirates of Pooh. who are who are little little poop based pirates uh all all in a uh giant butt pirate ship i was just gonna say they're little butt pirates (laughs) so so the pirate pirate ship is gonna be like a giant butt with a pair of underwear for the sale okay and a little a little toilet skull and crossbones on the flag Oh my God, this is amazing! Yeah, this is uh, the one that would go at retail, uh, and and it's gonna, you know, it's it's gonna gonna have things like uh, Captain Duke, spelled D O O K. You know, for first mate Timmy Turd, uh, and they'll they'll all have little things like the like find find the. Uh, find the chase captain duke with golden nuggets in the turd or would has like a, so a it has like thing where you had to dig through a piece of shit for like a golden treasure well i would i was thinking like the rare one would have like little golden corn kernels sticking out of them would you buy <laughs> a, a treasure x style where you had to dig through fake poo to get like a little buildable ninja or a, a see poo i feel captain? like I feel like that would be going just a step too far. I feel like <laughs> that's too much. That's well, what see, pirates are. See, see, I well, I don't think that would sell because I think the idea of sifting through poop would turn people off. Whereas the idea of little like plastic poops to play with for some reason sells, as we have seen. Yeah, that's uh, true. Um, and then the opposing team are the silent but deadly ninjas. Oh, <laughs> That's a good idea. All representative of different farts who have escaped from the butt, so they never have the chance to become the poop pirates. <laughs> and they are they are all on their skyship of the wind, oh, which, oh which is like essentially a, a giant giant stinky fart vehicle, which you know would be very much like like stink or and be like laced with patchouli. Okay, guys, I have to ask. And and each one of the, the different stinky but deadly ninjas would have a a different attack scent. <laughs> like strawberry Is... shortcake but stinky. <laughs> do, you, do you remember do you remember the old uh, Casper the ghost toys that you could squeeze and it would like spray a smell? Oh so, my god, I forgot about those. Imagine those, but each one spraying a different stinky smell. <laughs> and those yeah. are your silent but deadly fart ninjas. Guys. <laughs> Is butt pirates offensive? <laughs> when it's See, literal. I mean, when it's when it's this literal, I don't think so. Yeah, I, I was I was deciding on that, and that's why I sort of leaned with poo pirates, just because <laughs> because I think because of the alliteration. Right. I, well, I, I was also you, like poo pirates is funny. <laughs> I think if you call it butt pirates, yes, it's offensive. But having poo pirates on a butt pirate ship, I think, is enough. It's laced with enough humor that I think everyone would give it a pass. It's is almost that one like of those that... things like taking it back, where it just be like, we own this now. And... No, I think it's more self park humor. I think it's it's in the vein of self park humor, where it's it's so far gone that everyone gets that it is a joke. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just thinking of Randall. Oh, I'm taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> this one's mine, and I'm taking it back. I'm just like, I'm wondering, is it just like, this isn't offensive anymore. It means literal a toy line with pirates and a flying butt. So yeah. just stop it. You're just being stupid. <laughs> well, that, that's why I'm saying, like, it, it hit that point of it's it's so absurd. It can't be yeah. seen as anything other than a joke. Which, I mean, I can only imagine, like, how hurtful it would be to hear that if you're gay. But also thinking, like, that's pretty lazy as far as insults go. <laughs> right. You know, like, okay, I, I I get that you're. this is coming from a, a, a hateful place. And that's not cool. But, like, try harder. <laughs> Which I'm, like, setting myself up for being offensive here. And I'm going to stop. But, like, that's what I would think. I'd just be like, well, you're not very creative. I don't want you to be creative. But you're, you're just a, an uncreative turd. Exactly. Now I'm gonna go steal uh, your dad. Or, or like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Josh, it only it took you five minutes, and you you that's the toy designer that's, in you. That's, <laughs> the, that's the clear winner of the bunch. That's what kids would buy. You could line these up in front of three ten year olds. They're gonna pick the the fart pirate, or the fart ninjas, and. The poo pirates. <laughs> I I won't lie. If I if I saw these on the shelf, I would at least buy one of each. Oh oh, absolutely. I would I would need to be like, what they spray a smell? Oh god, I need to try it. You wouldn't buy like a can of play doh with like Mr. Potato Head parts, like brown play doh. You can make your own. Honestly, I th- <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think it would I think it would depend on the the consistency of what was included. If it were Play-Doh, yeah, probably. Wasn't there a South Park joke with the maker of Mr. Hanky? Yep, that's exactly what I thought of. Uh, well, it wasn't the same thing. It was that you, you poo and fish it out and then add <laughs> Oh, yeah. And, and add Mr. Hanky parts. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> oh, God. Good yeah. times. Oh, man. <laughs> Oh, good. I'm I'm glad we're all creative types that uh, <laughs> agree that we should start our own toy company that sells, you know, fart ninjas and poo pirates. <laughs> oh, I really, I, I won't like, I really like that fart ninja idea. Yeah. Coming, yeah. coming to a five below near you, a, uh, a line of fart ninjas. And Dollar Tree, I know you're listening to this. Just make straight up ninjas and pirates. Just make ninjas. Ninjas yeah. are cooler. Just, just make some ninjas. Different colors, different weapons. Do it. Do it right now. Uh, I bought, I finally found the accessory kit for the Jeep for Final Faction. I'm so excited. Oh, um, man. It makes such a difference. I haven't opened either, but I got them both. So, guys, this isn't a Harry Carey joke. This is just us to tell you that there's a school out there for kids that are a little bit different. The kind of school that I wish existed when I was a kid in high school. You know, like that Xavier's School for Gifted Children? This is the Rad Pantheon School for Totally Gnarly Dudes and Dawn. <laughs> and it's the home of the world-famous Jarts world champion, Rad Panthers. And we have our own cocaine-loving nudist mascot, Miami Ice. Oh, I love Miami Ice. He's the iciest. He is. You know why they call him ice? Because that ice goes right up his nose. Yes. (laughs) All that snow. He loves it. 
We have a 27% graduation rate. And we're home to at least four unsolved murders that we know of. The rest were world suicide, but you never know. You know, somebody kind of maybe set themselves on fire and pushed themselves into a wood chipper. That's what the police say. That's what I paid them to say. But, uh, you know, would you like to go to a place like that when you're a kid? Hey! Of course. Hey! 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 Mike's! Did you know that the school is also the home of the world-famous hamburger that the Rab Panthers like to feast on in their free time? It's slathered in five different kinds of ketchup. I bet you didn't even know that many ketchups existed. But they do at the Rad Panther School for gnarly dudes and don't. I'm going to go eat a burger. You know, there's nothing more appetizing than school lunch hamburgers. Especially when they're slathered in five ketchups. Mm. Mm. Man, I tell you, that's good eating. I genuinely didn't know there were five ketchups. Yeah. Are there five ketchups? I knew about cats up. <laughs> Man. That's, you know, they've got every color ketchup. They saved them back when that was a thing. So if you want green ketchup, blue ketchup, yellow ketchup, white ketchup, stick your pick. I you mean, know, it's, I, it's all turned wanna, around now, but you know. You want to paint with ketchup? You can. You know, I can honestly say I did once have a, a very, very tasty uh, specialty ketchup that was a. Uh, ketchup that also included uh, banana peppers and it had quite a nice kick to it oh i do love banana peppers so i'd probably like that I yeah, it, was, shake, it was tasty i shake pepper into my ketchup to spice yeah. it up and might i add there's nothing more disgusting than that little bit of water you get out of the ketchup before you actually get the ketchup when you're squeezing oh god it. yeah uh, uh i'll have you know that at the red pantheon school for totally gnarly dudes and Don, none of the ketchup has liquid in it. It's a very dry ketchup. You know why? It's because I made sure to drain all of that water beforehand. So I just put it all in a single bottle and I sent it to Harry Carey. That's right. We have a guy who just goes around with a straw, a little Capri Sun straw, every morning in the ketchup squeezies. The ketchup bottles squeezies. Um, <laughs> and just sucks the ketchup juice. Oh, God. Right out of there. So you have... You don't Whoa. have that like ketchup precum that everybody hates. <laughs> I, I I ain't gonna lie. I don't know that, what to call that, it. Actually, that actually nauseated me slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about someone just slurping that down, I was like, oh god. <laughs> There's some things that I that I have. You know, you're squirting some ketchup on a plate for your fries, and you get that juice. Yep. It's just disgusting. It ruins your day. You're like, ah. Oh. No. I also now pickle juice—that's a different story. Oh yeah, well of course. Ugh. But I pickles. Oh, I love pickles. I, but I wonder what that says about me—that I was fine with us talking about playing with poo, <laughs> but ketchup <laughs> water was a bridge too far. <laughs> okay, now let's 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 call it by its appropriate term from here on out. It is the ketchup precum. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that makes it worse. <laughs> Which. Is unfortunate that I can't title an episode Ketchup Poop. <laughs> <laughs> you can call it Ketchup Pregame. Okay. I'm going to say Ketchup Water, a bridge too far. Or Ketchup Juice, a bridge too far. I, I kind of like Ketchup Water because it sounds like some weird Western. Yeah, I like that too. 
Next week on Ketchup Water, bridge too far. (laughs) (laughs) And ketchup boys ride into town on their ketchup mules. They go and see the mustard gang. They relish their time with them. (laughs) Oh, Lord. You know what's the best? I never have to pick a title because we always wander into some really (laughs) weird (laughs) mental space that's hilarious. And makes for completely bizarre episode titles. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, now, and, now, now I want an entire genre of ketchup westerns. <laughs> and who invited Dawn to our school? She's there. We don't get it. You know what I mean? Dawn. She, Dawn is the Deadpool of, of the X school. <laughs> Dawn shows up, busts all our balls, makes fun of the fact that we have a school, but is also included in it. Yes. You know, she's the, uh, you know, from Harry Potter, Flitch, Filch. What's his name? <laughs> it's Filch. Uh, Filch. Filch. Yeah. yeah, you know, I think Dawn would say that she's like Servius Snape, somebody cool. She's always liked to be the Filch. Of the Red Pantheon school of totally gnarly dudes. She's kind of there with a cat. Just mad. (laughs) Telling you what for. Yeah. Dawn. Oh, Dawn. Uh, So, guys. You ready for the Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. Hammerhead won. Hammerhead won pretty overhandedly last week. So, yeah. That's. I think they're all winners, and I think we should all kind of go back to Star Wars every few months and just do another three-pack. Um, I also have a proposition for a future episode. Hear me out. You know who we've done the greatest Halloween candy ever? Mm-hmm. What if we do a OG Star Wars bracket for greatest Star Wars toy? Oh. Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yeah. I wanted to do it this week because it's a slow week. But this is also the week that the new iPhone, the new iPad, and the new Mac monitor drop. So in one more day, I start working doubles, and I'm not going to have time. Um, It's overtime. It pays the bills. But I think that would be fun. I was also thinking it would be very fun with Masters of the Universe, where we'd have to take some characters out. Like, I think you have to exclude Skeletor. Yeah. Yeah. Because he would win. There's just It's not a competition. Uh, With Star Wars... Oh, good. I think with Star Wars, there is it's up in the air. I feel like with Star Wars, though, there might have to be some omissions as well. Like, I feel like Darth Vader, yeah, Luke Skywalker, Boba Fett, like those are always going to be top tier no matter who you're talking to. I think the only one to me that's top tier is Boba Fett. I think because there's such a wide range of figures available for each of those characters that we can't entirely exclude them because like, well, I couldn't see, I I couldn't see us being like, okay, yeah, Darth Vader has to be in the final bracket. I could see someone being like, okay, yeah, but that Dagobah spirit of Darth Vader with the removable faceplate that deserves to be in there. Well, wait, are we only talking vintage, vintage? Because I thought we were just talking vintage Star Wars. Vintage, vintage. Okay. Like like Kenner. Do you consider New Hope, Empire, 
Jedi, or would you also include that last wave of Power of the Force? I would include Power of the Force. Yeah, Power I would just, yeah. I would definitely say, like, the, just the the classic 70s and 80s G.I. or G.I. Joe, Jesus, Star Wars. Yeah. It's, it's doable, and I think that's something that we could get to. We'll, we'll add it to the list of, after we do the Demonic Toys episode, and <laughs> etc. Um, things will calm down for me in a little while here, and I think that uh, we'll have time to put it together. I think we could do like one bracket, and we'll just kind of get rid of them, and then we'll narrow it down so we can do it in one episode. Because there's like 80 figures, that would be a little too much. Yeah. But are you guys ready with your picks? Yes. Yeah. All right, I will start because I won. My pick is the Crayola Monster Plates. Monster mix-up rubbing plates. You remember these guys? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Where it's not an action figure, but it's a toy where you can mix and match and make your own monster pictures, and you put a piece of paper over it, and then you rub it with a crayon, and you could have, like, mummy legs, Gilman chest, and Dracula's head. I fucking love this as a kid. Probably the only thing I colored ever. And I also had Barbie plates that I would mix in and swap out. So I could have like half Dracula, half Mummy, half Barbie. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. That's my pick. God damn. Yeah, I don't think mine's gonna beat that. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to look up the exact name of mine because I'm blanking on it. So go ahead, Mike. Uh I actually will go back to talking about Zivas again. My favorite of the lot, the Infiltrator, which came out in wave four. It was this really weird, like skeletal robot with red, like translucent claws and an opening chest cavity that you could swap out a little mini robot pilot like he was piloting a mech. Or you could put this creepy, like ghostly face in his chest and he had like a rubber cape. It was such a cool figure. And uh, I happened to buy two of them so I could swap out his feet with uh, the hand parts. So he had like gripping claw feet as well. It's It was just a great toy. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Okay. Zivas doesn't get enough love. And I'm still ashamed of myself that I sold them. Oh, I love mine. I kept Frankenstein. Got rid of the rest. I still have my Frankenstein as well. Josh, what you got? Okay, I, I guess I was remembering correctly. I was suddenly doubting myself on this. Uh, but I'm going to nominate very specifically the Mattel Mad Scientist Splatters. There are these little little creatures with hollow bodies. And you filled the hollow body with plasma. And then you plugged in like a head... Uh, little leg, like little back legs and a tail, and then set, like side legs. On it, kind of looked almost terror dogish. And the whole idea was that you would then slam down on them, and they would explode with the plasma. Uh, and I can't tell you how often I used those things as like final versions of transformed monsters, uh, and I would just like fill them with slime oh instead of the, like mixing up the goop. And have them, like, explode with, like, little plastic guts from, like, Mutagen Man and, like, whatever I could find out for them to represent what was left of the original figure. 
man, you're you're talking about this, and I was like, I remember this, and I sort and I can't, and I do now. I had the warthog, and I used to reenact the movie Razorback yeah. <laughs> with, with it as just like this mutant warthog monster. Those things were so cool. Mad scientist toys were such a good god, man. I have such fond memories of walking through the toy aisle like one summer when they were really big and just looking at all the mad scientist stuff and like begging my mom, like, can I get the monster flesh? And it's like, no, because it just gets all over the rug. I remember yeah. really wanting the. Um, There's like a gorilla monster that shot slime out of its nose. There's yep. a lot of cool ones that like yep. I wanted, but like as a kid. Your parents are going to be like, Bleh. yep, you've ruined five shirts. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but God damn, they're so good. Bravo, Josh. I think that deserves to win. Yeah, man, I had a lot. I had a lot of fun with the uh, specifically. The, I mean, I loved all the Mad Scientist stuff, but I think the thing that I played with most frequently was probably the splatters. I had I mean, I didn't have all of them. I had the dissecting alien. I had, and the, what was it? The monster lab where it melted in the tank. I loved that lab. And I got, when I got it, I got a few extra cans of the monster flesh. So I ran out of the compound that was just baking soda to dissolve the monster, but I loved the movie, the hammer movie, the crawling flesh. Mm -hmm. So I'd always reenact it with, the monster lab and the monster flesh because the skeleton was awesome. But I wouldn't dissolve it. I would just put it in there without the liquid and pretend that it was melting. Because that stuff Man, would I, last forever. I can't tell you how many times I've been tempted to buy like one of one of the, the monster labs with all of the stuff still with it just so I can see if it still works. Man, if that slime was still good. I don't know how it could be. That's like the people who buy the slime pit and they're ballsy enough to open it up and open the slime up to see if it's still <laughs> viable. <laughs> and it no, no, never is. It, it's turned but into like a, a rare earth metal now that uh, countries go to war for. So, you know, invade your neighboring country because they have an abandoned KB toy store that still has some He-Man slime in a dusty cabinet that then you could you know use to make cell phones. That's a really obscure, stupid joke that I'm probably going to edit out. Um, <laughs> so that's our Hall of Fame, guys. Pretty oh, man. Cool. I, I totally just found one with, like, everything sealed and included for 150 bucks. Josh, I couldn't think of a better way to spend $150 than buy potentially dried out Mad Scientist toys. I'm, I'm looking through to see if there are any, any slightly cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> I saw at that toy show I went to yesterday a complete collection of Rock Lords. Oh, wow. Okay. And I was just like, I have a, uh, a friend that loves Rock Lords, and he has like a whole almost complete collection. He loved them as a kid. But I was just one of those, like, who would want this? Rock Lords. But yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, so that's the Hall of Fame, guys. We will be back next week with Josh giving us a spoiler-free review of Batman. And I'll, I'll, I'll do it Peter Griffin style So it'll just be <clears throat> Peter Griffin reviews To Batman Oh wait no I'm just going to go ahead and give it right now So why 
Why is Twilight a Batman now? <laughs> wait, wait, I, I don't, I don't understand, because wasn't Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman, but now she's black? I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why, why is Twilight Batman? <laughs> Oh God! I love Although I I did see a very I did see a very funny review or not review but meme online that just uh, summed it up as uh, Robert Pattinson was training for 14 years to be the brooding character of Bruce Wayne by being only known as that Twilight guy. <laughs> Can't wait. Yeah. yeah, I'm good. All right, guys. Uh, We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Check out the Rad Pantheon for more awesome creatives and their awesome projects. And this is Mike saying, don't drink the ketchup water. Bye. Never look a dolphin in the eye. CountCreepy.com on the World Wide Web. Must I say it again? Did you not listen? CountCreepy. C-O-U-N-T-K-R-E-E-P-Y. Ah.